Welcome to the CTC Podcast, where Chase Minifield, Dom Joseph, and Max Millian discuss life lessons they've learned as young entrepreneurs in the business world. Join them as they debate current events, business topics, and enjoy a few laughs with their weekly guests. And now for today's show. What up, what up? Here we are with another episode of the CTC Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Minifield. On the line, we have Max Millian on time today. What's up, world? How y'all doing today? Dom Joe on the line. Yo, what's the deal, world? And we have a special guest on the line, one of my good friends, Kiara Williams. What's up? Hello, beautiful people. <laughs> this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a great podcast. But first, before we get into this, have you guys ever been sleep around your parents and you swear like they they trying to wake you up, just trying to do everything as loud as possible? <laughs> what a random question! Oh man, I'm just saying. Like I swear, like I'll be I'll be sleeping around my parents, and then you know what I'm saying. I'd be like my dad's doing doing housework, drilling, and you know what I'm, saying? <laughs> I'm like, hey man, can we can, can we do this during business hours? You know? What time is this though? Like, what time are you sleep? I mean, you know, just during the day, like eight, seven. See, but you know, why are you asleep at eight or seven? That's like midday naps. Mm-mm. See, that's the problem. You're the inconvenience. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I just feel like I'm not saying that it's their reason for um, being loud. I just feel like they do it on purpose. I don't know. It should be like a hotel room. Let's say we're all in a hotel room and you be asleep, everybody else is up, and then they just be like super, super loud, like like playing the cymbals. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is that? What are you doing right now, man? You know what I'm <laughs> I remember when I was younger, my mom, I swear, when I would be asleep, she would be vacuuming all in my room and everything. I'm like, whoa, come on now. This is just ridiculous. <laughs> but I guess I'm the only one on this topic. Yeah. No, nah, man. I, I mean, well, you know, my family is Haitian. And then my dad married a Jamaican. So, like, we have family functions sometimes. You know, sometimes you fall asleep right before dinner or something. Or right after dinner. I swear, man, when you have people speaking Creole and that patois in the same household at the same time, man, you can't you, you, you won't be able to fall asleep at all. It's just straight loud. You be like, What's going on? <laughs> Max, you don't got no you don't got no experience like this where you feel like people just be loud on purpose to try to keep you up? Man, every Sunday, man, my mom, she my mom gets up early. She gets up like three or four in the morning every day. So on Sundays, you know, I'm trying to sleep in, man. She'll be vacuuming. She'll be playing her Luther Van draws all loud downstairs when she's cleaning. I'm like, come on, man. You ain't got to do all that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She got wireless headphones that she uses every other time. But when I'm trying to sleep in, she got the surround sound speakers blaring. Thank <laughs> y'all. This is not just a me thing. You yeah, I do, not, I do not have this problem. I mean, every like when I am home, sometimes I'll wake up to, like, fresh coffee and like croissants and my parents are like oh we got you food it's by your bedside when you wake up and I'm like oh you're so kind and then they let me sleep that's different being a female that's a beautiful thing beautiful also who said they were Haitian I miss that my family's Haitian too Um, I'm more Haitian than Dom don't worry about that Oh, oh. Oh, Oh, everybody on this call is Haitian except for Chase except for Chase except for me 
That's crazy. Yeah. Thank you. Love Haitian people. That's crazy. Yeah, I like to keep. I like to. I like to stay around people that you know. What I'm saying keep me sharp. You know what I'm saying. So I'll give you guys that good thing about the Haitian community. That boys stay on top of their stuff. Dom Joe's probably the. Dom Joe's probably the uh, the least sharpest out of the Haitians I've known. <laughs> but he's still about his business. Uh, hey, man, so hey, it's all good, man. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now, yo. Man, I had a crazy weekend, and I, any other time, uh, I, I would, I would have might have laughed and joked, but man, I'm gonna tell you, boy, I'm, I'm one sharp sob, bro. I'm gonna tell you right now, man. After this weekend, I'm the man. I had a tumultuous weekend in business. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, we got the job done. I can't really talk about it on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, bringing, thanks thanks for bringing it up. Right? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm get ready. Hey, I had I, I had to get that off my chest, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey in the words of my boy Simo. Y'all my, my people, bro. Hey, in the words bro, of my boy Simo. In the words of my man Simo, sharp as a marble. I'm sharp as a marble, well, I'm baby. Sharp as a marble. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. Well, let's go ahead and get into this, man. Kiara, let them know who you are, where you're from, what you're currently doing, all those good things about you. Oh, my gosh. That, that's, there's so many questions. I could. How long do I have? How long is this podcast? You as long as you want, too. bro. Yeah, we go for like an hour. We can, go as little, we can go as little as 30 minutes, about an hour. But, 30 you know, minutes to an hour. Gonna, okay. I think you're going to give us good conversation. Who am I? Hmm. I am... Hey, daughter, happy Mother's Day to my beautiful mother and all you other mothers that are listening. Um, I'm a sister. I'm an entertainment attorney. I'm a writer. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a dancer. I'm an actress. I praise Jesus. I'm a good friend. You know, how? what else? What else do you need? I can keep going. Like, you want me to get into details or, like... An entertainer, clearly. You know what I'm saying? Just give her the give her the mic and let her go. Um, but yeah, but she's uh, not lying. So there's <laughs> a whole bunch of things Kiara does. Kiara is uh, extremely talented. Um, what's funny about her is that she was like the she's the ideal UVA person. She's like uh, captain of the debate team and you know <laughs> president of, the, of my class and all these different types of things. When I first met, I'm like, you do all these different types of things. And she was like, yep, I'm on everything. I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. So, Kiara does it all. Um, let's get into Kiara. She just recently went viral. She went viral, man, on the Beyonce Challenge. Actually, she created the Beyonce yeah. Challenge. Did you Thank you. It? Thank you for the credit. Listen, when we when we choreographed that dance, the Before I Let Go Challenge did not exist, okay? We were first. And I was, like, feeling some type of way a little bit when everyone was like, Oh my gosh, like Beyonce created this challenge. I was like, did she though? But I mean, I'm not going to like get into it with my girl Beyonce, you know, love her. Yeah, um, but yeah. Right, right. I'm not even mad. I'm part of it. I just, it is what it is. But yeah, we went viral. That's crazy. Yeah, that was wild. So tell us about that experience right out the gate before we get into like your career and all these different type of things you're getting into. But tell us about the, the uh, how you went viral. We didn't, none Listen. of us went viral before. I was talking to my mom about it, like, well, like, the day it happened, I called her, and I was, like, 
look, I know you love telling your friends that, like, your daughter went to law school. You know, being Haitian, there's, like, two jobs. You could be a doctor or you could be a lawyer or your parents are like, oh, my gosh, you don't have a real job. Um, I'm like, I, lo- I know you love telling your friends that, but if you have to give a speech at my funeral, don't talk about no law school, nothing. Don't talk about my job. Make sure you mention that I posted a video that Beyonce reposted on her stories because this is what's most important in my life. So I feel like this is like a good place to like start the conversation, you know? Um, <laughs> so I believe in manifestation. I believe in the in the power of manifesting. Do you guys believe in the power of manifestation? Do you know what that is even? Yeah, go ahead and explain it for Dom Joe. Oh, Dom don't really know. That's cool. Manifestation is when you believe something and then you let yourself have it emotionally before it happens. So my friends and I, we're a little bit crazy. You know, I'll admit to that. But we've been manifesting some crazy stuff. If I started getting into it, you would be like, that's not real. My friend manifested $1,500 the other day out of the blue. I'm not kidding. Just showed up in her bank account. But basically, it's like you believe it. And you want it to happen, and then you let yourself feel all of the emotions as if it's happened already, and you, like, sit in that future moment. Like, you see yourself, and you feel it, whether it's, like, crying and releasing or, like, just getting really excited and, like, spe- like speaking it and, like, talking as if it's already happened. But you have to, like, really commit to it. And when you really fully get into the space of manifesting, it really does make things happen in your life. So that's what happened with Beyonce. I was like, yo, with my uncle, he's the one who danced with me. We're the same age. People get confused. We're, the, we're both 29, Gemini. Hey. Uh, but he was like, he was like, yo, we about to choreograph this dance. I was like, bet. And we were like, we're going to get Beyonce to see it. So I started texting my friends. Did I text you, Chase? I don't know if you texted me or not. It was a lot going on. I probably texted you. No, I did text you. Cause I told you to repost it. I was like, yo. We got the oh, choreographed yeah. I did video. repost it. So I do, have I do have something to do with this situation. So she told me to you repost did. it, and I reposted it. She said that Beyonce needs to see this, and I said, all right, consider it done. Let me repost it and tag Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? The next thing you know, it was up. You, I mean, that's not exactly how it happened, but you did repost it. So thank you for being, <laughs> thank you for being a good friend and believing in me. Because some of my friends just like ignored the text, like, "What is she talking about? She's crazy." But I was like, "Y'all, I'm choreographing this dance. I want Beyonce to see it." Um, now I know who my real friends are. You know what I mean? People reposted it on their pages. Everybody started tagging Beyonce. After like 24 hours, I was like, it didn't work, but this is the most views I ever had on a video. We had fun making it. I feel good. Um, by the beginning of, no, it was like the end of day number three. I was in a Bible study actually with some of my friends and my phone kept going off. And I was like, why is everybody calling me? Finally looked at my phone. Everybody was like, yo, your dance is on Beyonce's Instagram story right now. And I obviously hung up on my virtual Bible study so I could see what was happening. And I was excited, <laughs> not necessarily because it was like Beyonce and she's the most amazing woman in the entire world, but that's true. But like, just because I had already manifested it, like the most impossible thing that could happen in my head. Like, oh, you post a video on your Instagram with your like itty bitty amount of followers and Beyonce's going to repost it. But the fact that I sat in my room and manifested it into happening three days before it happened, how many days did it take Jesus to to get up after he died? Three days. I'm telling you, there's something to it. Was was Muhammad Ali a manifester? I feel like he was one of the first people I know that was manifesting things. You know oh, yeah. Saying? He's 
he definitely was so I don't even know why I know that I feel like you might have told me that or something because you don't know I don't be following sports like that but he was definitely a person that used to manifest yeah he said he was the greatest before he knew he was that's one of my favorite quotes I got that hanging up in my room actually yeah man I love that quote right there uh, you still got posters hanging up in your room, boy? All right, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Keep on going. Um, I mean, but wait, is it like, is it is it just like up on the wall with sticky paper? Is it like in a nice frame? It's not a poster. It's like he a... He got uh, tacks. He got up on the wall with tacks like in there. It's like I, a photo, like a... I'll send you, I'll send you guys a picture. Yeah, I'm not, that, that, that reminds me of something. Because, you know, my cousin, he, he just graduated from UK. But he was renting my apartment out. This is one of, we talked about this story like uh, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. And he owes me twelve hundred on the rent still. He's 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 already uh, kicked out, but he still owes me twelve hundred. But he moved in, man. And he has um, and this you know you what age do you stop putting posters of of women in bikini on the walls? You know, is that, is that an age for that? <laughs> I feel like it should just never happen. You know, I can see back in the day, but you know, when you graduated out of out of school and you got a graduation cap on, and you know, you should take down your 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 Kobe poster and your uh, Megan Fox poster and, and keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Just go with the blank walls. But um, that's another. That's another. That's never heard of that. For that's that's another story. That's different strokes for different folks. <laughs> I but, feel like uh, I was supposed to laugh at that joke, but I like couldn't find the humor in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's another story for another day. Cause Dom, Dom Joe got us off topic, man. Cause he over here talking about he got it on his wall. <laughs> I don't think I can. See, but no, that's a different. That's different though. That's motivation. It's right by my door. I see that before I leave every morning. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah. motivation. Yeah, okay. Don't say it plainly like I'm some type of juvenile. You know what I mean? <laughs> because of the Chase Minifield. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Two totally different people, bro. Yeah, yeah. I know that, bro. You, you, you don't got that stretchable cloth, man. Uh, nah, yeah. You know that. You know that, but I'll tell but you let's go ahead. right now. These freaking sixes. That's what's going on right I now. I ain't even watching the game right now. But let's go ahead and uh, the Sixers. It's Game of Thrones Sunday. Well, you know that can be taped, man. But when Game Seven going on live, you know what I'm saying you got you got to prioritize, bro. Yeah, that doesn't mean that don't mean nothing to me. All right, Every we got folks. Hey, Max, what's your what's your what's your what's your uh, sign, Max? Like your uh, astrology sign. Shit, I don't even know. I don't do all that. I mean, I'm February birthday, February 26th. Well, Pisces. Aquarius, me, Pisces, I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I know that we got two Gemini's <laughs> on the podcast, and they're trying to keep them boys locked in. <laughs> trying to, try, try to get us to the finish line right now on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and get the details, KR. So, tell everybody how you got to UVA, what your experience was at UVA. How did I get to UVA? That's a crazy question. I manifested it. I was like, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> both my parents went to UVA in grad school. My dad went to the law school. My mom went to the undergrad. Um, and obviously, I'm a rebel because I was like, I'm not going to UVA. Like, no, nah, y'all went there. I'm about to be original and carve my own path. So I went on all these different school visits. You know, I was like, I was visit. where did I visit? Spelman. I was thinking about Hampton. I was really like trying to go to an HBCU for a little bit, but I don't know what changed. I think, you know what it was? Oh my gosh. You know what it was? Did y'all go to Spring Fling? Did anybody else go to Spring Fling? Is that, that's what it was called before. I think, I don't know if it's still called that. I do remember it being a Spring Fling, but I don't think I went on no visit before I could, before I was going to school there. 
it was like a thing where like a whole bunch of black kids like came to the school after like before when you were like still making your decision I think it was called spring fling um but I went to spring fling and it was just it was amazing I like I mean granted I'm from Manassas which is like a pretty small town not a ton of people there um, and my high school didn't have the most black people. So I had never been around lots of black people at the same time, period. So at the time when I went to UVA and there were like 250 black people that were my age, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Looking back, I'm like, mm, there really wasn't that many of us. But I'll not happened. I was like, I'm about to go to UVA. And then I yeah. met Chase. Yeah. You know that PR, uh, my PR girl, Jessica? She's both of her parents are Howard grads, um, and she was putting in all these applications to these different schools and giving them to her parents to turn in. And her parents didn't put turn none of them in except for the Howard one. So that might have happened. Oh, that's crazy. See, so, my parents are very like my mom. She's like a master manipulator, and I know this, but it still works on me. But like I, I'm an eight on the Enneagram. I don't know if y'all take that test. It's a challenger. So I don't like being told what to do. So whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to obviously do the opposite. So as soon as she started telling me, like, oh, you could go wherever you want. Like, you could go to this school. You could go to that school. Then it made me like, hmm, maybe I should go to this school close by the house because you're trying to push me away. And looking back, I'm sure that's what she did. Um, So, you know, parents be sneaky. They have different ways of controlling their children. That's real. Uh, so you went to UVA, decided to go to UVA, great decision. How was your experience there at UVA as far as, like, educational-wise, social-wise? Um, do you think you got a lot out of it? You obviously went there for law school as well. So tell us about your experience in Charlottesville. My, can we, before we start there, can we talk about how Chase was one of the first people I met at UVA? And the very first conversation we had was <laughs> on AIM. It was on the Internet. We've had this digital friendship for a long time now. I forget, what was your name? C. Minifeld 31 or something? Is that your aim name? I, I don't know. It's probably something like, something along something the lines like of C. Mini or Chase Manhattan or, you know what I'm saying, something sweet. But, uh, I got my city, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, some, something with some swag. But yeah. yeah um, our very first conversation we had, I was, I remember sitting in our computer room, like on our little, like, desktop, like household desktop, and I was just, typing away like crying because I had failed my driver's test and I was like oh my god I'm never gonna get my license da, 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 da. and I thought you was about to come for me you was like how old are you you about to be 18 and you ain't got no license <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was kind of thinking the same thing right there though yeah exactly <laughs> he wasn't comforting at all I don't even know how our friendship made it all these years uh, it just Something must have happened in between then for me to be like, oh, he's pretty cool. Yeah, keep it real, man. I think that's a big thing in life, and especially in business, man, trust. One thing about C-Mini, you know you're going to keep it 100. That's yeah. true. He's not never going to lie to you, even if it hurts your feelings and make you cry. You need people like that in your life. Some people, Everybody wants people that want, that wants them to keep it, uh, you know, sugarcoat things. But those are the type of people that have you uh, in some stuff. You know what I'm saying? We all need to just be honest with each other, keep it straight with each other. At least that's what I want around me is people that's keeping it straight with me so that, you know, I know how to make this correction and go forward, you know? So. Right. That's real. You do be saying that iron sharpens iron. And you know what? When I say things to you, you, you listen. You're not defensive. That's like a good quality to have because it's real easy to get defensive and be like, you don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. We actually talked about that last week on the podcast. I just want this episode that's about to come out. We talked about uh, constructive criticism and being able to take it. 
And um, I was telling him, I was, I think I explained on the podcast that in fact I listen to everybody. I, I don't care. You could be cussing me smooth out, and I listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Like I have no issue with hearing negative or positive. Mm, that's a good quality, Chase. Yeah. So let's go back to you. This is, this is your podcast. Oh right, right, right. <laughs> so, I, I couldn't drive, um, and I was at EVA. Met my best friend, super friends. Y'all know super friends. Holla. You know what's so funny? I like, so in my head, I'm a Gemini. So I got these two sides, this very like academic type A side. I love succeeding in business. I love closing deals. I love being the only female in the boardroom and like being the best in the room, which happens all the time. But I also love being creative and like just have this idea that I'm going to be like, I don't want to say Oprah because Oprah's not the right fit. Maybe Jada Pinkett, you know, just like this like media entertainment side of my head where I just like love being on stage and I love entertaining people. I was looking for something the other day in my old UVA email, KIW4D, those random words and letters that don't mean anything. And I found this video that I had sent to BEP. I was 18, okay? I don't know what year that was, 2011 or 2007, 2007, I found this video of me and my friends, me, Michelle, Jamie, Taiwo, you know. Shout out Michelle. She's a former, she she was a guest on our podcast. Yeah, you know, super friends going strong. Yeah, Um, shout out Michelle. And I found this, I found, oh, oh, okay. Did you have more to add to that or? I don't know if Dom had more to add to that. I don't know. He just wanted to jump in the shout-out. Go ahead, Dom. Jump in the I mean, yeah, this sure. is your space. If you want to do, like, a personalized shout-out, I'm here for it. Do what you got to do, Dom. Michelle. You know what I'm saying? God bless you. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day? Mm. Okay. <laughs> go ahead, Dom. Hey, Gemini, can we go back? Let's get back Sorry. On. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> I'm all over the place. I low-key got ADD, so you don't have to keep this streamlined. Low-key, um, high-key. High key, you're right. I do high key. I'm not even in denial. Um, yeah, this video. I found this video that I had sent to BET. Like, I sent it to like some random producer and was like, "Hi, my name is Kiara. Um, I have a group of friends, super friends. You know, like we're really close and like we love each other. And you should like put us on a reality show." And like sent them a video of us like hanging out in dorms. I was like, "Yo, I'm crazy. Like, why did I even think that this would like that they would just see the random email from this random girl at UVA and be like, oh yeah, like you and your friends, like we definitely gonna come do a show about you." Um, yeah, that was the best part of my education. I think actually my experiences, the people that I met. Did you have trouble with any of the academia, or was it pretty easy for you? Um, easy. I don't know. What does that even mean? Easy. I feel like college is what you make it. I definitely feel like I had great professors. I'm still friends with a lot of my professors on Facebook. You know, they've given me great opportunities. Actually, one of my professors um, a couple of years ago. Hold on. Time out. Before you get into this, Kiara, Dom, Dom and Max, do you have any of your friends as friends on social media? I mean, any of your professors? I do not. I do not. Difference between athletics and, and traditional. <laughs> yeah. Um, Are you friends? Are you friends with any of your coaches on social media? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then, the people where you, the, who, like, invested in you and you spent a lot of time with them, you add them on social media. That's why I'm friends with my professors. Yeah. She makes a good point. Pierre, you to um, go to a point you said you said the best part of your uh, college was the people you met, and I think that uh, should be the best part of everybody's college, man. 
because it's like the only time in life where you're going to be around so many different types of people and cultures. That's the best part of the education right there. You know, like you may not ever be around, I don't know, like well, people there are, might be people in age. UTA, yeah, but like it, it, it goes so much further than that because you got people, especially in Virginia, you got people in um, like Lexington, Virginia, right? White person probably hasn't, had too much contact with black people. Next thing you know, freshman year, they're in Coffin in the dorm, and their roommate is black, you know, and they have a whole different experience. And then, so their parents might be racist, but when she goes to college, she's like, hold on, um, I'm with so-and-so, and that's not how they are. You know what I'm saying? So it goes so much further than just education uh, with college. That's why I feel like college is so important. I totally agree. Like, if that's, at the end of the day, that's what we're paying for. Because a lot of what you learn in the classroom, you can learn in a book. Like, you could go to Barnes & Noble and sit there every single day and just read and not pay for the book. Just sit there and read and leave with an education. So that's, that's not do. even, you know, that, that's what who did. No, that's what I do. I go to Joseph Beth and uh, I'll, I'll get a book, like a business book, or if I want to learn something about, like, let's say taxes are legal or anything like that, I'll go and just grab it and just stay there at the Starbucks, read it, take notes, mark my page, leave it there, and come back and get it the next day. It took a while to go. Can I tell you something, though? Re- being resourceful, like people ask me just generally all the time, like, oh, like, how did you learn how to do this? Or you're successful in that. Da, 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 da. I get so frustrated because I feel like there's so many things that we don't do because we're like, oh, well, I just don't know how to do it. So I have to find someone else to do it or it just can't get done. And I'm like, don't you have a computer? Like everything is at your fingertips. Oh, do you want to start a business? You don't know how to like file an LLC? Guess what? There's a Google search, a little bar at the top. And if you start, if you type how to start an LLC in your state, the instructions will pop up just like that. So, you know, I'm all for being resourceful. I don't get when people aren't resourceful. That's facts. All right, so here we are at UVA. UVA. Super friends. Super friends. You you studied what in undergrad? Political science. I was a political science major. This is what my friend did, right? I was a political science major from a competitive cheerleading squad, and I was making a decision. I was like, all right, either – I, I'm from Manassas. I moved back to Northern Virginia and try out for, like, one of the many competitive cheerleading – or one of the many competitive, like, dance teams or, like, cheer squads in the area or, like, become a professional dancer. Or I could go to law school, and I just looked at the average salary of, like, a professional dancer, and it was, like, 32 k And then I looked at the average salary of an attorney, and it was six figures. And I was like, well, that was easy. So why was the last decision made? Okay, so so the Charlottesville, you stayed in Charlottesville for I guess a total of how many years? How long was uh, you? There? You don't even want to know. I don't because I lived there when I was little. You used to call me a townie. I lived there when I was little because my parents went to grad school and I was there with them. So I lived in Charlottesville for a total of like fourteen years. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's I a know. you're definitely a, a resident of the city. I know it's ridiculous. But overall, your experience was good, like, as far as UVA and friends and social, you have I no mean, issues. no, I had a terrible law school experience. Are you kidding me? It's like law school reunions this week, and my friends, my two friends from law school that I still have texted me, like, are you coming? And I was like, is that a joke? Like, why would, like, why would I come back? It was horrible. Why was law, why was law school so bad? Um, 
I think, number one, I'm just a lot different than most people who decide to go to law school. I don't mind being different, right? I feel like being different is a great thing. I get, I think it's so funny when girls are like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to a party. Like, what, do you want, what are you wearing? I want to make sure I'm, like, not too overdressed or not too underdressed. No, nah, I like being the most dressed up in the room or the least dressed up or whatever because automatically you have a stage. And then if you have something to say, you got a platform. Why is that a problem? So, like, I didn't mind being different than people in school, um, but people didn't like that I was different. So everything I did became a problem. I had, like, a bright pink computer sleeve on my computer. Some of the girls would be like, oh, my God, you love the color pink. That's so cute. And, like, walk away as if they, like, dissed me. Like, yeah, I do. Like, you just stated a fact. I don't get what the joke is. Um, and then, obviously, I, like, I competed in pageants for a while. That was an issue to the point where I had – there was a group of students who started an organization uh, that was anti-Kiara and my friend Erica competing in pageants because they thought we were making the school look bad. We, like <laughs> – we popped up at one of their meetings on grounds one day. Listen, they had folders with like oh, our shots printed out. Yeah, they someone gave us a little bit of secret information to see where they were because it was like a secret group. They wouldn't disclose their names, but they were like contacting all of these news organizations, like complaining about us. Okay, so we pop up at their meeting. They had like our headshots printed out and all these like articles and speeches written up about how we were like degrading the university, like competing the pageants. And I was looking at them like. Y'all paid how much money to go here? And this is the best use of your time? Like, really? I was going to say, you think law school, they got some work to do or something. Head in the books or on your free time, I would Yeah. And we're at top 10 law school. Like, I worked really hard in law school when I was in class, when I went, whenever that was. But, like, it was it was just all around bad. I had some good professors, you know, um, and I had a few good friends. But other than that, like, I'm so good on UVA law school. That's what's up, man. So we're at law school. Now you end up going to get a job. Actually, you move across country. Or, yeah, I country. moved across the country. Now, what, tell everybody about your experience in Los Angeles. I mean, when I left, I had been telling everybody since I was, like, a child, like, oh, I'm going to move to L.A. and, like, do all this stuff. I used to sign my friend's yearbooks, like, my signature, like, keep this signature. I'll be in L.A. one day, and I'll be famous. It'll mean something. Like, what if, if, I, if I was not myself, I was, like, not like myself in middle school or high school, whatever ridiculous years those were. But basically, I've been telling everyone forever that I was about to move. I don't know why no one believed me. So when I finally started telling everyone, like, oh, I'm moving to L.A., I leave, like, next month, everyone was like, oh, my gosh, what? It's so soon. You didn't get a city notice. I'm like, what do you mean? I've been giving you notice since the day we met. Um, so I moved out to L.A., just like everybody else, didn't have no place to live. I was staying on a friend's couch, brought my little car out here, didn't have no real legal job or anything. I was doing all these, like, random part-time jobs. I was hella in debt, literally no money. I had maybe, like, a couple hundred dollars in my account. Looking back, it was probably not the wisest decision. But I, you know how you have that adrenaline? Like, nobody can tell you nothing. You just, like, know it's about to work. I had that. Um, so I came out here, yeah, and I made it work. I feel like it's the perfect situation for you because obviously you get to you just said you're you're Gemini and you is two sides, and it's a creator side and then it's a structured side, and I feel like you're doing both. Yeah, you need honestly. If there's anything, I feel like okay. So for to be successful, you have to figure out what you value and what 
what what do you value and what works for you? Like what makes you feel whole and complete? In order for me to feel whole and complete, I need like I need contrast. I need the black and the white. The way I need the left and the right. I can't just have one or the other and feel good about myself. So as I, I was just telling my friend, like as much as I'm always like, oh, I'm about to get paid, I'm about to make this money, da da da. You can't tell me nothing. The other side of me, I always make these decisions that are like not the best financial decisions when I like just end up like broke or in debt. But I like part of me feels like I like that because part of the getting the getting money, the process of it is also like fun to me. So if someone just like gave me $10 million and was like, here, take it, go enjoy your life. I would probably just create problems for myself and like be sad. I had like one day off when I wasn't doing nothing and decided to rest. And I like looked in the mirror one day and just kept staring at my face and called one of my friends crying. And he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, oh my God, like the left side and the right side don't look the same. He was like, "Mm -mm. see, you got too much free time. You can't, you, you're not somebody that needs to just be sitting around and doing nothing. So if someone just gave me $10 million, I feel like it'd be cool for two seconds, and then I would be unfulfilled. So part of, like, the happiness of, like, having money is, like, getting the money. So I got to be broke so that when I make it, I can be like, look how far I came, you know? For real. Hey, Dom, $10 million, what you doing? Man, I don't know what I'm doing with it, but I'm I'm flipping it and, and turning it into $20 million. Putting real easy. I already know yeah, Mac. I know Mac was putting in some real estate. Come on, bro. I'm buying me apartment building. Easy, easy. Hey, what are you doing? Ten million. Yeah. You know how they you say they, You got to put five of that going to Uncle Sam, right? So you really got five. And then, uh, you know, what I'm saying I'm probably gonna go half and yeah, half. Man. I'll probably go half. <laughs> Two point five in real estate. Two point five in spending. <laughs> yeah. make sure make sure I'm, uh, I got my I got my nice ride. You know what I'm saying, bro? You got why why you get just now is ridiculous, guys. What you say? You guys just missed Kawhi Leonard's buzzer beater, bro. Ridiculous, bro. Come on, come on, man. Come on, man. Lock in, hey, Dom. Lock in here. All right? Come on, man. Lock in, bro. Bro, let the world know you ain't locked in. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, that's phone. supposed to be like a side text. Like that's like a text you sit on the side so no one knows you're not actually saying. Hey man, you, the what? world will understand. The world will understand, bro. Anyone outside of Philly ain't gonna understand or care. It's game seven in the NBA. What do you mean anyone outside of Philly? Wait, right. of the NBA, what? Of like the finals? Playoffs. Playoffs. And be crying like a little schoolgirl, man. Yo, get him. I hate that. Let me tell you something, man. Don't ever let him see you sweat, man. He's walking back to the locker room crying, man. Yo, anytime I felt like that. Hold on. What was the score when Kawhi hit it? The side? 90 to 90 with 40. 90 to 90 with four seconds left. This dude just shot the buzzer beater in Embiid's face, right? But it bounced. Is it to the locker room crying? Yeah, bruh. Oh yeah, we'll wow. talk about this after we get off the podcast. What is wrong with what is wrong with a man showing his emotions? Nothing. We can talk about that after we get done with your stories, and we can, you know, that's be the topic of the day if you want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because we we've had this conversation before on here about hypermasculinity, pride, all those other things like that. Dom yeah. Joe, not let him, not let him see you sweat. <laughs> you can't let him see you sweat. I hate that. <laughs> Listen, I have this saying. I have this saying. I'm strong because I'm soft. I think being soft actually makes you stronger. I'm just saying. Interesting. No. I'm strong because I'm no. soft. No. <laughs> I think there's a difference. You, you can be, you, you can't, you got to be able to control your emotions. 
Okay, but control your emotions just means you don't let your emotions control you. It doesn't mean you shouldn't express your emotions. Controlling them doesn't mean you don't feel them. It just means you don't do nothing stupid because of them. That's not the same thing. I'm strong because I'm soft. I don't think that's going to work. I think think you need to show a strong, united front at all times. And, um, you know what I'm saying? I think me personally, I know I got all these cameras on me. But, like, I never understood, like, those people who are in college – after they get upset in the NCAA tournament and they just sit on the bench and start crying, like, what are you doing? What do you mean? They have emotions. They've been working for something their entire life. Okay, here's my question. Where where do you practice vulnerability? Authentically. In the, in the locker room. Where With who? With my teammates. Why are they the only people that should be able to experience that side of you? Because they're the only people that was shooting with me in the gym. So you Everybody feel knows. like so you feel like if people don't know you, you should you shouldn't be authentic. You should be a fake person and hide your real feelings from them. No, so how you get to know people if you're not being your real self? Oh my goodness. No, but that's not that's not what's going on here. You know what I'm saying? Me I know what's personally. going on. I know I know what's going on here. It's two Gemini sidetracking my podcast again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know what's going on here. So what, what, all right, where do you want to go with this podcast, Chase? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get to the finish line. You're trying to get to the finish line. Okay, the finish line. I don't even know what we were talking about. I don't know what we're talking about right now. I was talking about. You're in L.A. and you're being a creator and you're also in corporate America. Oh, I was talking about making money, the process of making money. I had a follow-up question to that. Are, do you feel like if you have X amount of money, you'll be happy? Like, does your mind tell you that? Do you go through that process? I think I used to think I had to have some excess of money, but now I expect a certain level of money for myself. I have expectations for myself, and I and I expect to make those expectations, but I don't think I need to be like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like the more money you make, the more problems you have, obviously, I don't think it's just going to be like ever a comfortable situation. So... Um, I think that if you hit a certain level and you and you can survive where you at and you can cover your bills and have a little a little extra on the side, then life is fine, right? See, I think that it's. I mean, you can still just because you get ten million dollars doesn't mean you can't enjoy the process of making more. So I don't know. I, I would just never not be happy if somebody gave me ten million dollars no matter the circumstances. I would use it obviously to make more money. I wouldn't just rest on it. But you give me a free ten to start the race. Oh yeah, I'm in there. To start the race, but what are you racing towards? Like, what's the finish line? What's, like, the ultimate – if this is a race, right? Because I think a lot of people talk about their process as, like, a race or whatever, the rat race. If this is a race, what's the finish line? What's, like, the magic number or the magic moment where you're like, I'm happy, I'm good? See, there's no magic mo- – if you're looking for an end goal, I mean, I think that you're looking for the wrong things. The money's not going to make you happy. You know, obviously, being if you don't have any, it's a little bit harder, but – you can be happy with any amount. There's no amount in my mind. It's just as long as, you know, i got a good balance uh, in the long run. You know, for now, it's going to be a grind. But, you know, some days, just having a good balance and having your money make you money while you sleep, really. There's no really end goal number for me. So it's just like money on top of money on top of money, and then you die? You pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. See, I think my goal is – I think I'm like – I'm kind of. I think I'm an eight on that little scaling thing. I'm a. What was my thing again? It was like two with a with a side of eight. I don't know that little thing that Kara was talking about. Oh yeah, confusing. two two and an eight. You are two and an eight. Yeah, it's a very confusing thing. So it's um basically I challenge myself too. Like I I enjoy challenges. That's one of the reasons why I, I think I am um, satisfied in entrepreneurship and not okay with like corporate America or a job. Like because I feel like I gotta wake up and have different challenges and I gotta feel like I and pushing myself to um, 
a level that I feel is not like selling myself short or I can do more and feeling like I'm just copping out like that type of situation. I feel like I got to be pushing myself to the greatest possible push that I can daily. Um, so that's the only thing that satisfies me. I think if I can wake up and I can feel like, oh, out of this eight, out of this day, I got the most out of myself out of this day. I feel comfortable whether I'm making five grand, 10 grand, a hundred million, 200 million, whatever it is. I feel like that's what completes me is me knowing that I tried my best today. So it's a process, like it goes back to the process. It's not about like that. There is no goal. Like there's no end goal. Yeah, I can yeah. that. Yeah, there's no end goal. There's no end goal. I just set some goals for myself, though. Like I set some goals. I set some numbers goals. Like today, I've decided. Like you know, I want to be able to bring in at least 10k just in real estate a month. That's what I want to get to. Hopefully, See, but my theory, my theory sometime. is that we only set end goals for ourselves because it gives us structure for the process if we didn't have no goals we wouldn't have no process and then we'd be depressed so it's not even really about the goal but you just need to be able to break your process into something so your mind is like oh let me set this goal that way i can make meaning of my life for the next however many months or whatever no i feel you all right so here we are kiara has worked in corporate america um she's a lawyer and she's an entrepreneur going more into entrepreneurship now than getting into uh, just regular business opportunities. Um, so, Kiara, tell us, like, your experience, just, just a little small bit about corporate America. We're going to talk more about entrepreneurship since this is an entrepreneurship podcast. But your experience in corporate America and why you're trying to go more into a little bit of entrepreneurship and doing what you want to do type situation. And is it a balanced thing or is it something where you're going to try to get all the way into the entrepreneurship side? I think for me, part of it is a challenge. And for most, I would say most people's jobs, they tend to be pretty monotonous. Like you go in Monday through Friday, and it's the same week every week. Um, I was in a meeting randomly on a Monday, and this really sweet girl, bless her heart, was like, oh, how was your weekend? And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, how was your weekend? And I was like, what an annoying question, because on Monday and Tuesday, everyone wants to know, how your weekend was. On Wednesday, everyone's like, oh, it's hump day. We almost made it. And then on Thursday and Friday, everyone's like, what are you doing this weekend? So five-sevenths of the week, you spend not even wanting to be present in your own life. Like, everybody's so excited to just get to those two days. And then in those two days, they while out. My friend's grandfather actually told me that back in the day, uh, when, when slavery was still a thing in this country, that slaves were starting to revolt because they were tired of working all the time. So the slave masters were like, okay, obviously we're not going to let our slaves free. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take one day of the week on Sunday where we give them like a little bit of freedom. They could do some music. They can dance. We're going to give them hella alcohol, let them go crazy and get it out their system so they could come back and be slaves for us for the next six days and just be looking forward to the time when they get to do that again. So just like that mindset, I feel like it keeps us in this bondage of working and we don't even know why we're doing it, you know? Okay. That's my yeah, point. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, never mind. You elaborate. I actually agree with what you are about to say. Now, what do you uh, think I was about to say? No, I, I just thought, um, I understand what you were saying at first, but before we got cut off, um, I was going to say, like, yeah, do what you want to do, but. I mean, the weekend is the weekend, right? And you can do whatever you want during the week, but the bottom line is the business world works Monday through Friday pretty much. So there is social constructs that you have to adhere to in order to have your competitive edge in this world, whether you like it or not. 
You know oh, what I'm and I mean, if we're talking about entrepreneurship, the business world is sometimes actually Sunday to Sunday. It's like a seven day. No, yeah, thing, for sure. Know? But like, like, yeah, but for sure, like, but like for me and my engineering firm, if I send somebody a contract on Saturday, I can't expect them to open it on Saturday. I can work on it on Saturday and get a leg up. You know what I'm saying? But I can't expect them to open up the email. You know what I'm saying? So most likely they're going to... I actually told Dom Joe that. So he's actually taking something that I taught him other about two weeks ago. He's talking about, send that invoice on Saturday. And that's fair, right? Because, I mean, it's not about not respecting people's time off. I think the point is that you should have it, but you can't use it as, like, a distraction. Like, if this is the pill, you can't put it in the peanut butter and be like, all right, you're not actually getting a pill. Like, you still have to come to terms with what you're doing on your Monday through your Friday. You can't just go through life. Well, I mean, a lot of people do, but you shouldn't just go through life subconsciously accepting that you're not going to like your life. You know what? You know what? This is a big word um, that I've been like, uh, that I really like. I want to like live my life through. And um, you're actually embodying it right now, Kiara. And this is a word that um, I'm really getting into now. Just limitless. You know, Mm -hmm. like, for some reason, I don't know what it is, man. Recently, just people, whether it be my brother, whether it be people I come in contact with, they they tell me, man, Dom, like, you you gotta you gotta focus on one thing, or Dom, you're out of control. Like, no, I'm not. Like, be limitless. There's no limits, man. You gotta push it to the limit. And when I say the limit, that's just like the last word I can use to like. There is no limit. When I say that, push it to the limit, I truly mean no. There is no limit. You know what I'm saying? And I try to I try to apply that to every aspect of my life and I feel like that's exactly what you're doing, so I commend you with that, man. Live limitless. Everybody Thank you. Know, you. Well, you know one thing I, I say know is, don't let other I people understand. put your, their limitations on you because they'll do that quick. Yeah. So no, in a heartbeat, most people when they give you advice, it's actually not about you at all. It's all about them. So you gotta like filter it through that too. Unless there's someone that like really, really knows you and they're mature and able to step outside of their themselves, but that's not like not usually the norm. And I was gonna say I heard this pastor one time who was like, "You can't really grow unless you're living at the edge of yourself." Like, if you're not at the edge of what you're capable of, then you're not growing past anything you've already been doing. So you're just resting. And, I mean, some people like resting, but I think that it's really out of, like, fear. They're just afraid that they can't actually do or actually be who they want to be. But, like, that's your problem. That's nobody else's problem. That's not the world's fault. Big facts. For sure. For sure. All right. You two have been hard to control in this podcast for sure. Um, See, that's because Gemini's ain't meant to be controlled. Exactly, man. Limitless, man. Why are you trying to control us? I ain't trying to control us. I'm just trying to get us to the finish line. Don't control the other people's limitations. I'm just trying to get to the finish line. But, you know, I I consider myself on this podcast like Ernie Johnson. If y'all watch NBA on TNT, I know Kyle don't watch it. But uh, they have Charles, Shaq, and Kenny and Ernie on there. Charles and Shaq be there talking about some dumb stuff, man. Kenny just trying to get them to the finish line of the uh other episode, man. Let's hit all the topics the producer that told us to hit, and let's keep it moving. But you know, Katie and Shaq in there talking about, you know, all the all the girls in San Antonio is big girls and all kinds of stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So somebody gotta be. I gotta put on the hat of let's get everybody to the finish line on this thing. So Kiara has um, a business called the Auditory Museum. Do you want to give us a? quick synopsis on auditory museum and the things you're doing with it 
Sure. I mean, I really was, now I sound like Dom. I had a great business weekend actually this weekend and wish I could talk on some of the things I was working on, but waiting to get some contract signed, you know, the importance of letting things happen before you speak too soon. Um, But the Auditory Museum, we are a storytelling company. We basically help people and organizations effectively communicate their stories. Uh, And it's funny because a lot of people don't initially even see value with that in that, but I see so many people who have businesses and social media pages and brands that they put so much time and energy into marketing, like their whole lives are their brands, and then they're not making any money, and they wonder why. And I'm like, well, your values are unclear. I don't know what your mission is. You don't have any real, like, outcomes. You don't have a process to get to those outcomes, so you're unable to craft narratives that connect to people. Like, it's, it's like a very obvious thing that people don't take time to do because we believe that everything you do should flow out of who you are. But if you don't know who you are as a business, as a person, ain't nothing going to flow from that. Um, So we've had some really cool partners that we've worked with, um, a few influencers. We actually worked with UVA a little bit with their summer enrichment program, just really trying to help people figure out exactly what it is they're trying to do and then to craft narratives to help them do that. So when they're spending money on their marketing on their social media, on all that other good stuff, they know they're actually telling a story that our people are going to be able to connect to. Awesome. And Seven mm-hmm. Fortune, is that born out of the Auditory Museum or is that something separate? It is. Um, actually, we just renamed it to Fem Forward because I feel like I wanted a name that was more encompassing of the event. But basically, um, through Auditory Museum, I started this really cool um community, let's call it a community, that we were actually featured in Forbes at the top of this year, Uh, but basically just bringing women together, primarily creative women, but women who want to succeed in business and entrepreneurship, but don't actually have the tools or the information to know how to do that. Um, And a lot, especially being out in LA, like there's so many talented people, so many people, but they can't figure out how to sustain themselves. And a lot of times it's just because they're not like, business savvy or they just don't have the information they need but if no one if you don't have anyone in your life to like give you that information why would you so every we have you know panels and workshops and everything from like how to put together a net like a resume how to network effectively how to find a mentor that's so important how to negotiate and ask for more money how to price your services Um, so it's been really cool and we've just grown really fast in the last year that's what's up. That's what's up. So you guys recently had an event. How'd that go? It was amazing. Uh, we had some really dope panelists. And honestly, like I, I try not to be biased, but I've had women that came to our last event that are already texting me like, "Oh my gosh, I already found a new job," or "I made this crazy connection at the event, and now we're gonna work together." Um, and just people that have had fruit really quickly and like chase we talked about this fruit is like very important to me i feel like everybody talks the talk but if you ain't got no fruit like don't give me no advice in an area you don't have fruit and i feel that way about my events like if if i tell you oh this this and this is what you need to be successful and then you employ all of those tactics and you don't have no fruit after that then i'm not doing my job um so a lot of women have already like you know, come back and told me a lot of the cool things that have come from just being part of our community. And that's really excited about that. So, so, so let's, let's jump in. We've already, we've, I think we've covered everything for Kiaka. I haven't missed anything regarding your um, complexity. All the, we've covered, I think, the things that I'm allowed to talk about right now. All right. Awesome. 
So here's a business topic of the day. Let's talk about the uh, the the limitless situation. So, from the entrepreneur's perspective, did you so just a, decide that was a topic? Like, just yeah, now, yeah. Like an hour. Yeah, you thought I research this or something? Oh, you asked oh, me what we were oh. going to talk about. It's all organic. Okay. You know Got what I'm saying? It's all organic. It. So did, you pre- did you prepare anything for this conversation? No. So, I mean, I prepared mentally and emotionally. Okay, cool, yeah. I know so, I was about to be talking to – oh, I also want to ask y'all about what y'all thought about that Aisha Curry comment. Does that – that's – I'm sorry. Yeah, that's talk about, let's talk about this here. Is that what you want to talk about? I have three men on the phone right now, so I'm just curious. You know, I'd love to have that perspective. I don't want to – I don't want to – I mean, talk about it's it. important, too. So. Aisha no, no, no. Curry proved that. No, that, that Aisha Curry proved that females cannot be happy ever. <laughs> Yo. Oh, but no, I think there's a real underlying issue here, man. I'm, I'm going to put this out in the world, bro. Okay, put it she, out. She's, put it out. She's really, all this stems because she gained weight. And, you know, oh, my have, oh, God. Oh, God. I, I might have a little Ooh. postpartum. Low post. Low post. Oh, oh, my God. God. Full time shows in full effect. Hey, but, but, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I'm like, come on now. Now, Aisha Curry, you know you're beautiful. Come on now. Let's be for real. This is a definitely a, you looking in the mirror, and you notice that, you know what I'm saying, you got a little heavier, thicker, so you might be, you know, losing a little bit of confidence. Oh, my but come God. Come on, now. That's what I think. I Listen, think- I, res- I respect you sharing your honest opinion about this situation. Um, but I, that didn't even cross my mind. That did not even cross my mind. And I don't even think it's about that, honestly. You know what I think it is? It's a comparison game. It's the comparison game. That's what it is. Y'all don't ever compare yourself to people. Is that like, are you just like above that? Do you not do that? No, I don't think, think guys do as much as females from two years ago. In the, in the media, we're not compared in that way. We compare ourselves in other ways, like how much money do you make, how successful are you, can you take care of your family. But okay, not so often. let's put it. How do you let's look? put it in that. Let's put it in that in that context. Let's say you're married to somebody, and the person you're married to is like hella successful. And they're making millions of dollars, and you ain't making money like that. There's not a part of you that's not gonna be like, "Damn, why are they making so much and I ain't making that much?" You wouldn't that that thought wouldn't cross your mind. Me personally, um, no, because I know I've worked my hardest. But there are a lot of men who have that issue. That's why a lot of like females who are high in power or who have very successful careers, the men often cheat on them because they feel inferior. They feel like they're not contributing. Um, yeah. Well, I, yo, so. I was dating a young lady. Um, I'm about to bring that up. That made a significant amount more money than I did. The breadwinner. Yeah, breadwinner. And Dom Jones has to put twenty every week. Sometimes, <laughs> but because, <laughs> but um, some sometimes it would get under my skin a little bit, but like it was more so from a competitive aspect, and I felt like above, like let me get over my feelings because. She has so much to offer. Like, I can actually learn mm-hmm. from her and what she's doing. And then, like, in her profession, I've never even been, you know, a zoning lawyer before. I've never even, like, been on that type of business before ever. And to see how much it intertwined with politics, it was a very good learning experience for those couple months for me. So, like, yeah, I felt like that, but I got over myself real quick. Because but, see, that's, what was, I'm gonna, that's why I feel like no one – no one, like, did y'all watch the full table talk? Because what you said is basically exactly what she said. She, they were sharing moments of insecurity about Steph having all these groupies and her not having that. And she was like, I'm not going to lie. I've had moments where I'm like, damn, he has all this attention from other women. I ain't have that. And Jada said, you know what? I used to feel like that, too. It was in that context. So I feel like it was blown 
so out of proportion. Like she literally said what you said. Imagine if we had this conversation and then the media was like, yo, Dom is insecure because his ex-girlfriend or girlfriend, I don't know y'all situation. I'm not trying to see Dom y'all. Joe's, Dom Joe's girl that he's talking about used to make sure his gas was filled. His gas yeah, was every and month, he's every insecure. Week. And he feels some type of way. You'd be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just admitted that in a moment of like being vulnerable, trying to connect to everybody else in the conversation. And that's the same thing she did. If you listen to it, they're all sharing moments of like vulnerability about how hard it is to date someone who just like gets hella attention when you just don't get the same amount. That's real. So this is my thing in the story right here. As a guy, do you want your girl talking like that? Nah, because you know her DMs are blowing up right now. So yeah. what what she might miss is that a lot of people just might respect, you know, Steph Curry and where they're from. And, you know, the man's a great NBA player. So just out of sheer respect, they're not blowing up her DMs or coming up, you know, and, you know, doing all that. It might not have nothing to do with it. I see the funny, I see the funny picture on Instagram. I might post it on our, when we do this on Instagram, when we post our, uh, this podcast episode on the Instagram, but it was, it was Aisha Curry sitting on Steph Curry, but he was asleep. And she, and then the text said, Hey babe, look at these news I took for you today. <laughs> and he was I saw asleep. that. Oh, That's crazy. I was dying. I so, saw that. And you know what? You don't feel like as a guy, like, don't you, if, if other guys want to be with your girl, doesn't that just make you feel even, like, better? Because if you're confident and that's yours, you're like, oh, that's mine. Nah, you don't want other guys. As a girl, do you want other girls hollering at your man? I mean, you shouldn't make I mean, I personally don't mind it. As long as, as, listen, as long as you're respectful, if I have hella girls trying to get in my dude's face, just be respectful. Like, if you like them, you like them. Because at the end of the day, do you really want to be with someone that nobody else wants? Probably not. If nobody wants them, there might be an issue with, like, that person. And I feel like that's where Aisha was, like, trying to express. But to, to y'all's point, I think she missed the respect thing. Like, it's really not about you. People just respect your marriage. Yeah, and then she can respect. Why Why does any – I mean, I'm a big part of – I don't really, I mean, Jason Dunn, I don't really care about the thing. Jason Dunn's seen kind of the outfits I wear sometimes, the shoes I rock. Outside oh, yeah. validation to me is not a really big, you know, a big thing high on my priority list. And, you know, if you're happy with your relationship, I mean, she is one of the most famous, you know, financially successful, uh, best NBA players on the planet. And from all of that I've seen, or at least the media has seen, this man is a God-loving, great family man. What more could you want? But she didn't say she will really – but that's the thing. She said literally in the interview, I'm not saying I want male attention. I'm just mm-hmm. saying it's made me wonder, is there something wrong with me? That's why I was like, yo, no one really listened to what she was saying. No, I listened to what she was saying. This is a real question. She gained weight. This is a real question. What's worse in a relationship? The guy, A guy with a whole bunch of girls showing him attention? Is that more dangerous, or is it more dangerous that a girl that the girl is having a lot of attention from guys? Oh, the guy with the girl showing is having. No, 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 no. What? I think it's completely subjective, man. Be living for thirty years now. I'm telling you, man. I think it's completely subjective. He just said when he was thirty, like we all twelve. Hey, man. I'm just saying, if you sit here and just choose pick one side or the other, then nah, you're wrong. It depends on that person. Because if you're good looking and you're successful. No matter if you're a guy or a girl, they're gonna be in your DMs. And it's True, but biologically, person. I that I totally agree with that. But biologically, men are they respond to physical attraction differently than women do. Biologically, that's not me being biased. That's science. 
Well, that's why I think it's more dangerous for a girl because if you have a guy like Steph Curry, you tell a and I'm saying all girls, but you you're a guy and you tell a girl no. You know, for the most part, girls aren't savage. But you a girl, and you tell a man no. For for the most part, majority wise, men act try even harder. Oh, that is true. I'll give you that because the man on the other side might be like really trying to chase you. Like that. I agree, I agree right. with Max. You told Correct. me no. So, I'm gonna keep it coming. I'm gonna keep it. Well, it goes back to self control too. It depends on the self control of the parties because that's a whole different topic. I agree with you. Yeah. So if you take it down to you know the fact of, or you say both parties are have self control and are are faithful, I think it's more dangerous for the girl with all the men in her DMs. Now, I hate DMs. I feel like married people should not be allowed to DM. Well, this is just stuff private. But it's different when you're a celebrity or, or an actress or something like that because, you know, a lot of your – or some of your money comes from your fame and, you know, how many yeah. followers you can have and how many likes and clicks you can get. It literally translates into money for, like, Kim Kardashian or something like that. So it's Yeah, so you're going to have to hire a third party to run that social media since it's a business in which you need to be on there for talking to people. You don't sign your <laughs> autographs. You got somebody with a stamp, stamp and autograph. So what you need to be in your DMs for? You gotta hire somebody to do that. Like why yeah, not? Yeah, somebody do it myself. On their actual social media, it's third party people. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You know, if you if you that big and you got it's that big of an issue, it we're not gonna have no issues with your DMs because you got somebody to do that for you. <laughs> Agreed. I don't even know where this is going anymore, man. I don't even yeah. know how we let's got get, it. Let's, let's, let's chase Minnesota jump back into here and get it to the table. This podcast is going to be limitless, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so here we go. We man. talk about anything and everything on this podcast. Yeah, we do. We do. So let's get into a business topic. And, uh, let's, let's make sure we t- touch a business topic. <laughs> this is business. Listen, relationships can be transactions. It's, it's, all, it's all business. Love that's and war. Facts. It's all mixed together. No, that's not true. That's not true. I don't oh, my God. Here we I go. Think, I think it can be, and, and at, at points it definitely is. But Can I tell you something? Fit. When you file your taxes and you're married, you check a different box. So whether or not you want it to be a business, congratulations. You just got a new yeah, business. Yeah, but, but marriage is way more than that, though. Because I didn't say it wasn't more. I just said it was still business. It's still business. It yeah, should don't be more. limit it to just business, but yes. Okay, oh, but listen, I, I this is agree. This is limitless, so it's business plus all the other stuff that it should be. Big facts. Big all right, facts. so here we go. We're going to get into a business topic now. All right, so business topic. As a business person, as a businessman, do you want the employee or the worker for you that feels limitless or feels like they got to be within a limit? Oh, Because everybody, everybody wants to talk limitless. Limitless. You want nah, to be worker that's limitless? You got to be within a limit for me. You got to be within a limit. Me yeah, too. Nah. So limit. I want I want I want business partners that are limitless, but I want employees that put themselves in boxes. I don't need you Correct. trying to take my job as if if your job is to report to me, then I don't need you I, I don't need you being limitless. You got limits now. I gave them to you. Dang, you sound like a slave owner. Nah. Listen, nah, then I Dom, you know this. Hey, what do the coaches say? Just do your job. Don't try to No nah, man, see but like hey, that's when you slack on your job. I think this is the difference between me and, and most people, and I'm actually having this problem with my dad's partner at the car wash, and this is why I had to be um, – I had to work at the car wash all weekend this week. 
But, uh, they brought in, they brought in Dom Joe to fix it up. What's up, Dom Joe? Tell him how you fix it up, man. <laughs> nah, man, because this is my thing, and this is exactly what I do with helping hands too, especially with the people that I hire, man. Some of these guys didn't have bad luck, and some of them, I got two people that's on their third strike, like out of jail on their third strike, and I tell them all, I tell them all, listen, this is not really rocket science. You know what I'm saying? Like. If you guys, while you're cleaning, don't think, oh, man, I'm going to clean and do my job. Think, how can I own my own cleaning company? I want you to feel like at some point, I don't, I don't want to do this forever. At some, at some point, I want you to compete with me. You know what I'm saying? All my life, I've been competing. You know That's what I'm saying? You know what like, I, I, just told, I just told my uh, security guy, my chief of security, that we got to fire a guy because he done went and got some outside contracts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. see, that's. That's See, the thing. It, you got to be real. That's my thing, though. I like that. If you feel like that, bro, then come on with it, bro. You feel me? That's what I feel. You want to take my job and come on with it, man. See, but you're going to be replacing people every year. Can I tell you something? I went for an interview at this law firm before I moved out here. It was like this, I don't even know, some corporate law firm. And I was interviewing, and the guy was really cool. I was talking to the partner. And we were sitting on the couch, and we were going back and forth, and he was asking me about my life. And finally, he was like, you're not right for this job. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm still in the interview. He was like, listen, you want to do so much with your life, and I support you, but I don't need that here. Like, I need somebody that's actually going to sit here and want to do this job and want to grow with this company, and that's not going to be you. And he gave me advice. He was like, yo, think about doing this. Start here. Get experience here. You should call this person. You should. And it was like the best interview I ever had. We came to a great mutual understanding, and he was able to, like, support me and be real with me because he was right. I wasn't about to be there forever. In my head, when in the interview, I was like, yo, I'm going to be here for a year, a year and a half, and I'm out. And he didn't want that for his company. So, like, if you if you are okay with high turnover rates, if that doesn't affect your business, then, like, yeah, encourage people to, like, dream big and not come to work. But if you need somebody oh, that's about to, like, come in every single day and, like, be there for you in that specific role – you got to make sure that's really what they want to do with their life. And Dom Jones had this issue before, and I called him out on it. I said, hey, you can't keep doing that. One, because one of his workers stole his contract last year. And that's, insane. that's what's not going to happen to me. I'm not going to keep on people, having people eating off my plate. You nah. know what I'm saying? I ain't going to give you an opportunity to be in a space where I don't work hard for a contract and put you in a space here and have you talking to the people that are paying me to get you some work, and then you're going to come around next year and take my contract. That's literally, what happened, to, that's literally yeah. what happened to Dom Joe. Literally. And you know also, what else, too? They, 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 they did some funny money on that contract, too, that I kind of – because he, he wanted to bring me in, too, but but it didn't go down exactly, uh, you know what I'm saying, with the with the T's crossed and the I's dotted. So I wanted to see how it went. But uh, keep going, Pierre. Yeah, I was going to say limitless, too. I think what we have to do, because right now it's really broad, People have different ideas about what it means to be limitless. Like, for some people, it has nothing to do with their job. Like, I literally have friends who, who are okay with the way that their lives are, just going in, doing their work. And they're, they're, they're not people that hate their jobs. Like, there are people that hate their jobs, that hate what they're doing. I'm speaking more to those people. There are people that go into their jobs, and they're cool with it. But, like, for them, limitless is, like, I want a family, and I don't want to have to, like, choose between work and family life and I want a job where I can like get home and support my children and make soccer practice and like do all those things and that's still being limitless in a different way so like those people they're great employees to have you just can't be limitless to the point where you're like I'm trying to take your job yeah it it, is the thing with me Dom 
if you want to be living this and do your own thing, all that, that's fine with me. But you ain't going to come in and accept my paycheck and then want to be limitless on the side. It's going to be one or the other. If you want to come in and get this paycheck, have this job security, then you're going to do the job I hired you for. If you want to be limitless and start your own thing, I, I, I 100% will be more power to you. But then you need to learn what it's like to start from nothing, and you ain't going to do it on my dime and come in and I give you all these opportunities. You steal them from up under me. Now, that's what a non-compete for. That's why the biggest companies do that. Because you're doing all the legwork. You started the business from wherever you started from. You got those contacts. And then now you're paying somebody to come in and meet these people, do the job, but then they're just going to take it from you. It doesn't make it just doesn't make good business sense. It wouldn't make any sense for you. I think the biggest thing that we're thinking of too, man, that we're talking about is a lot, a lot of people, man, say they want something until they actually have it. Not yep, everybody, that's not true. everybody is cut out to run a business. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly. And, and, and it's not for everyone. That's being true. worker, being a worker, and having and having marching orders that's 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 normal. Owning your own business, payroll taxes, all that, that's uncommon. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't like that pressure. That's pressure, man. There's been times first year helping. I didn't even know where I was going to get the payroll money from on Thursday. And pay, you know what I'm saying? Payroll was Friday, and it was because of my fault. Cause I read the contract wrong. I was like, shoot, I got to make four G's appear in 24 hours. You know what I'm saying? Or people ain't getting paid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. that's. I think okay. So limitless. It doesn't mean do everything. It just means give yourself permission to be anything. Like that's all it really means, I guess. Yeah. Right. Like you don't have to do, do what you want, man. Yeah. Do what you. But to your point, the issue is number one, most people don't know what they want, or they're afraid to go after what they want, or they think they know what they want, but they actually don't know what they want at all. Which goes back to like being clear from the beginning, which is why I think it's so silly that so many people put so much money in business and 10 years later, you're like, wait, like what, what's important to you? What are your values? Oh, okay. This, 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 and this, your, if, if being authentically who you are and showing up dressed how you want to show up dressed is a high value for you, none of your jobs have fit that. So why would you make all these decisions not filtered through that value of like being your authentic self? Like so many people don't do the work that they should do like the foundational work so they spend the rest of their life just like running in circles like why am i so unhappy Actually, i think we talked about that on um biscuits podcast y'all should go listen to that um, yeah it's a classic um but yeah man at the end of the day and we're gonna get into this hey max be thinking about your know, example of leadership you might have seen this week you know last week you didn't come up with nothing you came up empty on a blank so uh, <laughs> go ahead <laughs> think about example of leadership that you might have seen this week so, um, but in general, there's a security guard that was working for me that we hired has been working for us a couple of years now, and we got a big contract here locally. And he's a, he's one of those guys that's a talker. You know what I'm saying? He works for us. And he talks to everybody. You know what I'm saying? Just just slowly slowly swindling his way in. You know what I'm saying? And then my chief of security says, um, yeah, he's over. He's he's starting his little own security company. He's got a couple of contracts over at some at some car, car dealerships around the city. I said, all right, well, uh, he's gonna have to get up out of our out of our uh, out of our payroll, because I can already see them swindling it in on this big contract we got, and trying try to make things work. And I ain't gonna have people, people uh, you know that I that I that I put in front of people shooting my own contract in the foot. Basically, you put people in situations, and they don't take advantage of that situation. That's exactly what I would do if it was me. So I just try to protect myself from people like me. That's what I try. Exactly, to do. we'd be afraid of people that are just like us. That's the problem. See? And that, yeah, you know, but see, my thing is different though. Like, I feel like, man, if I take care of people, man, most most of the time, man, 
they they reciprocated me. I mean, that's just that's just what I've gotten so it's far. It's just a balance because it's like sometimes people just yeah. get comfortable and then they're like, oh, I don't have to I don't have to do X, Y, and Z, and I can still be treated well and get whatever I want. That thank you for teaching me that about you and your business. What I'm forgetting, man, tables can turn quickly. Tables can turn quickly. You could be giving somebody a job one day, and they could be giving you a job next day. True. That's very true. Don't 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 get too comfortable in the space of uh of, of nah. uh you know letting that stuff happen because you hate for the tables to turn one day and you know what I'm saying you waiting for your paycheck on Friday and they try to flip they four K get you paid you know what I'm saying? you know you door knocking you know what I'm saying hey bro I need my I need my one fifty nah yeah I feel you but for me especially with this helping hand stuff man I think it's just deeper than just business with the people that I'm hiring man and I actually like that's one of my um, passions, like my purpose, helping people, man, you know what I'm saying? And especially oh, yeah. in an African-American community, man, people need to be educated outside of school. You know what I'm saying? That's so, That life you know. education. Yeah. That definitely, life definitely, education. definitely. Now right, I'm going to alley-oop throw, man. Alley-oop Max. <laughs> Max, what you got, man? Example of leadership that you've seen this week or you did this week? So, man, an example of leadership that I've seen this week, I got to shout out one of my workers, man. I, I, I recently started a new junk hauling company that's been kind of taking off the ground and, um, you know, hired a couple guys and a couple trucks for that. And one of the drivers, and the driver obviously gets paid more than just the guy who can, you know, is just a helping hand. So, uh, shout out to Chase. But, no, nah, so, uh, you know, one of my guys <laughs> called me. He's just a... Uh, <laughs> He's just an extra helper, and, uh, you know, he just called me. You know, he, he somehow found out, you know, how much the people were paying. Now, the stuff picked up, and I'm sure driver was getting paid, and he was, like, really upset. You know, left me a long voicemail. I was, I was out of town, so I didn't get just to pick it up. But I called him back, uh, you know, kind of talk it through, and he told me, he's like, no, you know, man, I, you know, everything's all right. Turns out my driver, man, you know, really just took him aside and, and kind of explained him to the ropes that, you know, there's different levels. You know, the, the boss has to get paid. You know, I had to get paid. He's the driver. He's, you know reliable and you know responsible for picking this guy up in the morning and make sure he gets home okay and this and that and you know unfortunately he's at the bottom of the totem pole he didn't say it like that but you know unfortunately this is where his his pay line is he said you know you can work your way up but you know you can't get paid the same as the boss otherwise why would you know why would he hire you you know you would have your own company so um you know shout out to him to really you know most people wouldn't do that um you know they would just be like yeah you know talk it over with the boss try to get more money and then they try to get more money themselves but you know, we really took him aside and, and really taught him, you know, the game and that, you know, you just kind of have to work your way up. Hey, y'all there? I'm here. I was I was waiting for Chase to respond. To oh, yeah. Here question. we go. I was on mute. <laughs> I was on mute. I was going to jump in. This was Chase's question. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for that example of leadership, Max. That was a great, that was a great you know, I don't even know. We, we don't even have a name for this this section yet, but. We try to give an example of leadership every week just because we think leadership shouldn't just be something that we talk about once on a certain episode. I think it should be something that's something that we show, uh, we discuss a little bit every every um, podcast. So, obviously, in this podcast, there's been a whole bunch of examples of leadership from relationally to – we've been everywhere on this podcast, man. No telling. But, um, Kiara, thank you for being on this podcast. Let everybody Let everybody know where they can reach you at if they want to be in touch or be a part of, you know, your movements that you have going on. Anytime. I love being on this podcast. Y'all are great. 
Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Kiara Imani Will, or if you're a female or a male, you, I mean, follow our, follow my other page if you want to, uh, but follow Fem Forward, F-E-M-M-S, or no, or the number four, W-A-R-D. I was like, mm, that's not how you spell it. Fem Forward, get some great tips for succeeding in entrepreneurship and business. Awesome, awesome. Dom, Joe, or is it Max? Who's got the gas of the week this week? Dom, you did it last week? Nah, I did last week. Yeah, right. so it's, it, I got the gas. Um, Here we go. <laughs> hey, give him that premium. Give him that premium gas, Joe. All right, man. Um, this whole podcast is pretty much uh, gas for real, for real, man. I'm gonna follow the theme, man. Live limitless. All right, man. Um, Here we go. Talk about, talk about, talk about, talk about, talk this is the this is the this is the page right out of Max Million's book. Max Million is 100 percent as far as on his gas of the week, where he just takes the last thing we just talked about and turns it into the gas. That's Max not said, true, bro. Go ahead, go This is crazy, man. This is crazy. You just cut me off, bro. And not even you didn't even let me finish. Go ahead, give us anyway. limitless, man. Go ahead, give us limitless gas. <laughs> limitless. But in the process of living, living, living limitless, you gotta make sure you're getting better every day, man. And we were talking about comparisons earlier. You need to compare yourself to your competition, man, because if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. If you're staying the same, competition around you is getting better. So that in effect, if you stay the same while everybody's getting better around you, you're getting worse. And you're, in fact, not living limitless. You know what I'm saying? So whatever you got to do, make sure you get better every day, track your progress, be motivated, and live limitless. But get better every day because if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Mm. Know what they, I, know for, I know what they for sure. I'm not the worstest. In the words of my man, Simo. We'll hold y'all next week. That's it for today's episode. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and follow us on Instagram at CTC Podcast. Catch you next week.